Hello, and welcome to the Reality of Herbal Therapy podcast. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit different subject. Um, a lot of times we talk about the herbs and things like that, but we wanted to talk about our energy quadrants, the things that, um, there are four different energy quadrants, and these energy quadrants are what makes up our happiness and who we are and who, what we are on the inside. So on today's episode, I've got, you've got me, Jim Applegate, and Lynn, my wife, is with me, and so we wanted to kind of share these energy quadrants. We were listening to a book, and it just sort of really stood out at us that this would be a wonderful thing to share with you guys. So um, let's start talking about the four quadrants. So there's four quadrants, spiritual, physical, emotional, and mental. And you probably heard talk about some of this, but we wanted to kind of go into detail about each quadrant. So we'll start with uh, spiritual. Lynn, do you want to share some about that? Well, spiritual is really important because at the root, no matter what anyone believes, they know that there's something deeper inside, something bigger than than what they are. And for us to be able to connect on that and to get down to our ground roots, no matter what it, whatever it is that we believe, and to do that on a daily basis, really helps us to grow and helps us to be well-rounded. So... So some important things are to meditate, to take time to just sit and to have quiet, to be still, to do that. Um, for me, I have eight children, and sometimes my meditation time is that I wake up early in the morning, but I don't get out of bed because I don't want to stir the pot and wake everybody up. So I lay there and think about and ponder on the big things for me and the, the things that I want to do for the day, but also just... Um, where I'm going and, and where I've been. But for other people, they can have a special place or a special time that they do that. And um, prayer is included in that also. If you're if you're one that believes in doing that, I believe in doing that. Connecting with my higher power is just very important to me. And then the, the sacred books, the like if you have the Bible or if there's something else that is for you a core book, a core book that kind of follows what you believe and what you direct your life off of. Those and are the, the cool basis. About, the cool thing about spiritual books or, or your, your core books is, um, Lynn mentioned the Bible, there's the Quran, there's lots of other, um, the Torah. There, and the reason people take those as spiritual books is because it teaches them how to be better. So whatever your spiritual book is, it doesn't, it can be the Bible, it can be whatever, but basically take some time um, often. And quite a, a lot of these, the best way to balance these is to have, have all four of them. So take some time with your sacred books, your core books. So the next one we wanted to talk about is the emotional energy. Um, emotional energy is, a lot of people will talk about good good emotions and bad emotions. Um, and basically, there's really only one emotion, and that that's love. So you either have love or you don't have love. Um, and that's where the, the good emotions and negative emotions come from. Um, and in order to build up your emotional energy, you want to build up your love. You want to do something, connect with others, um, whether it be touch, um, for example, hugs, kisses, Spend some time with others. Connect on a personal basis and make sure that you touch and get connected physically with people. Um, that's a really important way of building up that emotional energy. 
there's also I love the the touch and and things like that because even people that aren't inclined to like touch or enjoy touch they still need it here on this earth with these people we have our bodies and our bodies need touch even if it's the if you have a teenager and they don't like to be touched at all just bumping them in the hall i mean just your shoulder brushes that counts as a touch if that's all you can get you get some kind of touch but there's also the laugh and play and dance with your kids or your husband or your spouse whatever that may be um to get in that that touch and that connect with others. I remember we were at a seminar and the man talked about <coughs> when he was getting ready to present and get, needing to do things, sometimes he would go out and he wasn't just connecting in his home, he would connect because not everybody has a big family. I have a big family, I can get plenty of touch in my house. But um, some people can't and they can't connect. So go to the grocery store, make somebody's day, smile. Not like you have to be touching everybody in the store, but you know, some people do like a high five, I guess. But the they get that connection, it's connection to the human race, connection to something like that. So it doesn't necessarily have to be someone in your personal circle. But it could be somebody at the gas station. It could be somebody at Walmart when you're at the checkout stand. It could be anything. Just make sure you get some some connection in your day every day. Now, some people can connect. Emotional connection can happen FaceTiming your family if they're far away. It can be um, calling them or talking to someone in some other way. Texting, I don't think, counts. Um, for some people, they may argue that, but there's just something different when there's that real voice. The more senses you can involve in it, the more energy and the more it's going to build up your soul and your spirit and and empower you for what your day may bring. And like Lynn talked about the, at the being at the seminar, we um, had done several of them with this, with this guy. And quite a few years ago, he talked about um, he had started watching people as far as not having that, this emotional energy that they had lost it. And, um, he knew somebody who, um, he found out later had been suicidal, that she was having a lot of emotional problems within her life. And so he, he, he could see the, the problems, the emotional problems. So he would actually just walk up to her and just lightly brush up against her and say, Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry about that. And he would do it um, quite often and just brush up against them and just lightly touch them um, on the arm. And basically it brought her out of that that lack of emotional energy and got her started. It was kind of like priming the pump and getting her started with having that emotional energy. Yeah, so if people are distancing themselves and and stuff like that within your home or within your circle, and you just notice something is going on, just try to sneak some touch in there. Hand them a piece of paper and accidentally touch them with your finger as you're doing it or whatever. Nothing crazy. Just, just it's, it's important. It's important for you and for your inner connections, but you may change someone's world by connecting outwards, outside yourself. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for someone else, and you'll both benefit. So the third quadrant we wanted to talk about is physical. And this, this one we know quite a bit about. Um, it's taking care of our physical bodies. And that's kind of like our business. That's what we do. But um, so there's several things that are really essential to taking care of our physical bodies. Um, food, 
what we put into into our bodies, um, our exercise, what kind of exercise we get, and if we get it, and how much sleep we get. So we've in some of our podcasts we've talked about sleep and and how important and essential it is, um, and how you want to get at least seven hours, if not eight hours, of sleep. And Lynn knows a bit about sleep. Well, sleep, it's its so important. For me, it's been really important. Well, I guess it's important for everyone all their lives. But when you have eight kids, you end up with eight babies at one point or another, like one at a time and whatever. And you don't end up getting all the sleep you want all the time. But I did not do well without sleep at all. So very, very early on in my married life and having children, I studied sleep and things that I needed to do for, especially for children to sleep. Because I had no problem falling asleep. Um, but my children ne- didn't necessarily sleep. Little tiny babies just normally don't do that on their own. So I studied a lot into sleep and sleep patterns, and it was really interesting finding out how sleep patterns in your childhood rolls over into your adult life and how some people are trained in their childhood to have those bad habits in their in their adult life. Not like their parents did anything wrong. They did what they knew how to do, but there's some things that can be done for children, because children are in my life, that help. And it's a, it works also for adults. So for sleep, there's some really important things that can help you to be able to get sleep. Now, I know some people, no matter how perfect the circumstances are, you black out your curtains. So you use blackout curtains so your room is completely dark. You make sure you go to bed on time. You eat the right food you didn't eat two hours before you went to bed. All those things that we learn and that we hear that, okay, this will help with sleep. There are some people that still cannot get to sleep. They can lay in bed and toss and turn and just never get to sleep. There's an amazing book I read, if that's something that you um, have a problem with. It was, now i got to think of the name of it. It just left my mind. It's an amazing sleep book. We're going to have to put it in the... We'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. But in there, he talked about how you start your day makes a huge difference in how well you sleep the night before. So he talks about the things you do first thing in the morning, getting some fresh air first thing in the morning. I always thought a morning walk was just a morning walk. But as far as he says, he says that getting the sunshine in the air first thing in the morning for about half an hour actually releases certain things in your brain and in other things that make it so you'll sleep better that night. Getting enough vitamin D and some other things. So his book was really, really awesome on those sleep things. There's also, we have products, Professional Herbal Instruction does, that help with certain, so if it's if you're not sleeping because of your nerves and nervousness or overwhelm or stuff like that, there's there's certain things you can take and do that can help aid in sleep. Because if you think you just can't get eight hours of sleep, you just aren't built for that, most likely there's something going on that needs to be fixed and you would be able to optimize your health and your time by achieving that sleep. Also, we'll put in the notes the book that I refer people to for children to be able to um, help children to sleep because for so many of us, if your children don't sleep, you don't sleep. It's an amazing book. Some of his methods for getting them to sleep may not be something that you totally agree with because he uses the cry method and it's for younger children. But he references all sorts of studies and things on babies and on um 
older children and on teenagers that is just wonderful. So even if you don't use this method, the knowledge it gives you on why it's important for children to get this, this, and this. He has graphs in there on what they need at certain ages and stages in their life, how much sleep they need, because I was shocked that a brand new baby needs like 14 hours of sleep a day. It may even be more, but also that there's a certain stage in teenagers when they need that same amount of sleep to be able to function and for their body to keep up. So it was just awesome, awesome information on sleep. That I just I loved it. So it's worth checking into those. If you if you think you you need to master that one or at least get a little better at it, there's we'll check out the links below for those sleep books. So another um, part of building up your physical energy, um, and quite often it's talked about is exercise. And, um, you know, there's lots of different ways people talk about exercise and getting their, the right amount of exercise, um, you know, as far as gyms and swimming and lifting weights and everything like that. Um, but as far as for us and for everything, because, you know, life is busy, it's hard to do that. Um, there are other things you can do for exercise. Uh, we have a rebounder in our, in our dining room that basically we get on it all the time and just bounce for a little while. That increases our exercise and builds up that um, ex that physical energy. Um, for I have a, a watch that tracks my steps, and so you know I want to try and get that. I, the goal is ten thousand. Not that I make it every day, but I really want to work towards ten thousand. And if I don't get that close, then I'll know I need to go for a walk or, or do something to to build up that that exercise. So it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go out and do something different or. Go up, you know, go someplace special to get your exercise. You can get the exercise um, with uh, one really neat way to do it, and it, it kind of bridges the emotional energy and the physical energy, and Lynn mentioned it, is to have a dance party with your kids. Um, turn on some, some music and just dance around the house, and that is another great way to get that physical energy, but it also builds that emotional energy. And also for exercise because everybody has different circumstances and they need to kind of do it to themselves. Just look at things in your life. You don't have to, like he said, go to the gym or anything, but maybe when you go grocery shopping, park three more parking spaces away than you normally would have. So you walk just a little bit further. There's some people that are like uh, mostly wheelchair bound or even in a walker and stuff. And they, it's, it's really hard for them to add exercise, but it is so important if you don't use it, you lose it. So even if you're sitting in your chair, in your walker, in your wheelchair, or whatever, and you just decide to lift your legs some extra times, rather than just letting them hang, just do something. Take some cans of corn out of the pantry and just lift them three times every day and see what difference it makes in your life. Um, so exercise is just a get yourself moving. Do something that gets you to move. Instead of walking out your front door and checking your mail, maybe you should walk around the block and come back to your house and check your mail. I don't know. The, figure out what in your life can add a little bit of, a little bit more motion, a little bit more action, and get doing it. You will feel so much better, and even your kids... I know it's really hard in this day and age sometimes to get them away from their electronics or from whatever it is that they are. I have book readers. So book readers, I think, get less exercise than people that 
play video games because at least video games uses your thumbs. I think video games uses more thumb exercise than turning pages in a book does. But books are absolutely amazing. So I have to remind my kids that it's time to get up. I say, okay, guys, it's time to shut everything off, get off the books, get off the whatever, let's go on a walk. We go on a walk and then we come back. And it helps with the, it helps with the emotional for them because we're out, we're together, we're on a walk. And then it's also getting us in that physical that we're out there moving. And then we're getting the air and the vitamin D, which helps us to sleep better that night. And just all those wonderful things. It's just so awesome that they're all so tied, tied together. So another important part of physical energy is food. Um, basically what we eat and, um, you know, there, there's all sorts of diets and different things that you can do. And we talked, we talked about a lot of different things. Um, but if you come down to, like Dr. James would teach, food combining. Basically, get 70% out of the neutral category and 30% of your um, split between your starches and uh, the other category, the blue Proteins. One. Proteins, yes. So what's the neutral category then? What's in that category? And with the neutral category, it's not canned. It's not frozen is okay, but... Fresh is best. So you want to go with um, your vegetables, um, greens. The more the greener it is, the darker the green, the more vitamins it has. Um, so anything, what else is in the neutral category? Um, I think nuts and seeds are in there, and oils in small quantities are kind of connected to the neutral category. It all has to do with how your body digests and how it um, – so by – by eating 70% in the neutral category, it's things that your body can as easily assimilate into energy, but that don't fight with the other two categories. So if you eat proteins and starches together, they fight in the stomach because they need very different environments to be digested. So if you have a large amount of protein and a large amount of starch in your meal and very little vegetables in there, it's, it's a battle. You can measure your waist before you eat dinner and then you can have that hamburger. I'm just using that because that's an example of a lot of bread, a lot of meat, and very little vegetables. Um, you can measure your waist afterwards, and it, you can actually grow by inches just from that. Now, it could be gone later when after it all gets digested and goes through, but meats can typically take, they could take all night long and halfway into the next day to digest. But if you eat your meats with your, you, if you eat your proteins with your, vegetables it aids in the digestion process it doesn't fight and it can go through your your system pretty easily by itself so a lot of people that we talk to that come in don't necessarily have to change what they're eating they have to change how they're eating it so they have to change what they eat with what so that they and by doing that it helps their health immensely i'm not saying that you don't have that people don't need to get rid of things in their diet you probably know what your what your challenges are and what the things are that you go to that, that probably don't help with your energy and with your physical body. But eating is so important, eating the proper things. Now, for our family, we've been really, really busy for the past few months. There's been some major stuff going on, a lot of traveling, a lot of other things, and we have not eaten so well. When you have to eat at restaurants constantly or you're staying in a hotel, there's just only so much you can do to eat 
to eat really well and it's been difficult and I've noticed things in my children more crankiness their noses are running just all sorts of stuff because we had done that so now it's time for us to clean up and and step up and my one of my favorite ways is to make green smoothies because I can't force them to eat very much salad that just doesn't happen here chew this and all that stuff. But if I make yummy smoothies and hide the right things in it, they get all sorts of nutrients in their bodies and it helps them throughout the day. And Jim and I have both found that that helps us too. So if we get, I mean, even if we're eating not so great all day, all week for, for however long it may be, if we keep up with those green smoothies regularly, it really keeps up our nutrients and our health. And I would also include in that eat is because of um, the culture and because of all the nutrients that our food is lacking is making sure that you take your supplements so that you're taking a good multivitamin, a good mineral, a good whatever you need for those nutrients in your body so that it can keep up and do all the things it needs. If you're male, take things that support your male, your male reproductive system because your entire body functions along with that. And the same with the females. Make sure that you're feeding it those nutrients that it needs. And, and I think I really think that goes in this category of physical, that if you're not taking care of those things and taking the things that you need to, that you won't have everything that you need. Yep, yep, very true. Okay, so the fourth um, energy quadrant is the mental. Um, so sometimes people confuse mental and emotional and spiritual and, and kind of like lump them together. But... Um, so emotional, we talked about, is, is physical touch. It's connecting with other people. Spiritual is connecting with um, your higher power, or you know, whether it be a god or Mother Nature or whatever that is. But mental is building your mind. So that's education, um, reading good books. Uh, my one of our sons loves Audible. He. He can devour an Audible book in a day. And we're talking like the eight-hour books, how he gets that much Audible listening. Eight-hour? I think some of them are 15 hours. He lives, yeah. listens to it on triple speed. Yeah, but he can seriously go through all these books, and he has all this education in his head because he's constantly listening to books. Now, you know, we're not saying listen to books 24 hours a day, but um, build your mind. Look for Look for opportunities to, to learn a new skill, to do something, you know, a fun craft, or or, or learn something to, to build your mental energy. Um, and another thing that kind of goes along with that is setting and accomplishing goals that it builds your mental energy. Because it's telling your mind that you are able to do certain things that on your time and that when you want to. I love that. I love that. Because planning, I'm... <laughs> I thought about it because every time I read a book or do something, it talks about planning. It talks about sit down, write it in your calendar, do all of this. And I've been amazed as I look at it because I actually don't write much of it down. I need to get better at that. But in my head, I'm planning out all sorts of things regularly and setting my goals and, and doing those things. And then I realize, wait, I do kind of use a planner because we write things out on our calendar. So the calendar, sometimes it's, okay, tomorrow morning we're going to do this, and it's always impromptu. I, we just don't plan very far ahead. I was, I, th I was really proud of myself when I planned a week ahead of time 
a couple weeks ago. It just doesn't happen. My Some of my family really harasses us because um, birthdays are on the same day every year, yet we always seem to plan the party maybe 24 hours in advance and let everybody know, hey, tomorrow night we think we're going to have a party doing this, 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 and this, and, and whatever, and I just, even though it's in the calendar every year, all year, it's just, I somehow it eludes me. So I'm, I'm working on that when I want to get better with that because it will free up my mind if I plan things ahead. It also gets you to look to the future. In this day and age, in this world, a lot of people want immediate gratification. They want it done now and they don't think of anything past today or maybe next week. A lot of youth are having a hard time thinking into their future and planning for that future, for what they would need to do to take care of themselves, to take care of a family, to have a good job, to do whatever it is they need to do. So by so by setting, setting goals and setting down and taking time to plan things, I love it. In a book we listened to recently, he said, uh, plan your time to plan your time. So plan what time you're going to sit down to plan the rest of your time so that you can get so you can get things taken care of. And it's not necessary that you have to plan every hour, every minute, every every second of your day. But figure out what your main important things are. I mean, we talked about these other things in these categories, even if those are the only things you plan. As you plan that you're going to take time to take care of those things and to do the things that are the most important to you. Because we've heard it over and over and over. People on their deathbed usually don't regret that they didn't spend more time at work. They regret the things that were most dear to them, the, the family connections that they could have made, the, that they didn't take care of their body better so that maybe they wouldn't be on their deathbed, or maybe that they were more connected with their higher power so they'd be more prepared for, for what lies ahead um, on their deathbed. So it's really important to, to take time to plan those things, to be able to figure out what it is you want to do and what you do. And even if you're planning on what book you're going to read next, because if you don't use your mind, you lose your mind. If you just get in that rut of all the things you just already know, and you're not increasing your knowledge and increasing your power in that and helping to change the world, then, then you're moving backwards. We're all on a river of life. And if you stop rowing a boat on a river, the river pulls you backwards. We're all on a river. So either you can choose to move forward or, row slowly and stay in the same spot or stop rowing altogether and just move backwards. So I love it. The plan on moving forward and, and do. It's kind of like Lynn mentioned, um, if you don't use it, you lose it talking about your mental energy. Um, it's interesting because the, um, if you have, if you've seen those new studies that have just come out that basically people who continue to do it, to educate themselves, to read, to learn new skills, learn something new throughout their life, they're, it's like 60 or 70% less likely to get those degenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and, and um, dementia and other things like that because they've been using their brain and, and keep it active. So that's another really important thing about that. Well, that even going outside of, because we're talking in the mental realm, but in the physical realm, that's the same thing. Because people that exercise regularly, actually, as they get older, can um, appear to be, the ones that don't exercise appear to be 10 years older. So your body ages faster 
if you do not exercise and if you do not get up and move. So that's awesome that our mind is the same. We have to exercise our mind and we have to exercise our bodies in order to keep up and to keep that resilience and that youth that we would all love to have. So as, as Lynn and I were planning and talking about this, we, um, we stopped and looked at different times in our lives when thing, not everything was coming along and not everything was the way we wanted it. And we could actually look and see that we were missing one of these four quad energy quadrants in our lives. There was something we were skipping, whether it be taking time for to build our spiritual energy or our emotional energy. We weren't spending as much time with the kids. So um, basically the point of, of these four energy quadrants is balance. You want to ba- have a balance. And it's not to say that it's 25% of each one for everybody. Um, you have to find what your balance is um, and and keep to it and stick to your balance. Yep, I love that. Balance is so important for me. I've Sometimes we'll have a week or a month when, when things are just crazy and we do not. Like for me, I love this eat thing. Even though eating is important, is all eating the same? Is all places you eat the same? Is eating a breakfast burrito in the car on the way to work the same as sitting down at the table with your family to eat breakfast? Not like everybody can do that. But we've noticed in our home that if we eat at the table at least once a day, at least once a day, it makes a huge difference in the emotional part of our family, in the spiritual part of our family, and in the in the mental, because when we sit down to eat, we talk about the books we're reading. We a lot of times we read scriptures while we're sitting down to eat. And we make that connection with each other. It's so easy for everybody to get home from work or school exhausted and they just go to their rooms and do their own thing. And, you know, we reside in the same house, but we hardly see eye to eye very often. But when we take that one time to eat together, I love it. So just silly little things like that. And when we forget to read our scriptures together, when we forget to, as a family, get in sync on on our spiritual level with what our core um, books are, it really makes a difference. So any one of these things can just, it, it's amazing to me. So when when life's falling apart and you just feel overwhelmed, check your quadrants and, and see if you've been kind of neglecting one and see, see what you can do to kind of bring that back into balance. And everybody, like he said, everybody's balance is different. And how you're going to be able to apply these things is very, very different. But I know that it will make a difference in your life. And if you're if you're really struggling and you can't do these things and you can't pull it together, you can't get any clarity in your mind to be able to focus on it and move and move forward, figure out what it is that's keeping you from being able to focus on that and see what you need to do. Maybe it's that your body needs more nutrients. Maybe it's that you need to see a physician or, or to take something so that you can um, get the nutrients in your body that you need. Maybe you need to go out and get some air while you think about it. Go sit by a tree and and because it's amazing what air can do for for taking for getting your life into perspective, for seeing outside of the box you live in all the time. Well, we have loved getting to share this information with you and spending some time with you. Um, so we, we invite you to look at your quadrants, look at what you can do in each quadrant, make out a list, plan your list, and and do it. And take some time and put these energy quadrants and and let us know how what a difference it's made for you. 
Uh, we know it's made a huge difference for us. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.